Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read ACIMOE. Also at that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up, where you can sign up to receive a daily excellent email that includes both the text reading for the day as well as the day's lesson. Today we continue our reading of Chapter 27, The Body and the Dream, with Section 6, The Healing Example. We're also mindful of our lesson today, the last in our series that is under the topic of what is the Holy Spirit. Today's lesson being, my present happiness is all I see. Mm. And by way of opening this morning, oh gee whiz, I just have the most perfect poem that was given me. There's a book called uh, I Heard God Laughing, which is a collection of poetry um, that sprung from the mind of Hafiz, the great Persian poet. Um, and here's, here's one so reflective of my, my present happiness is all I see. I sometimes forget that I was created for joy. My mind is too busy. My heart is too heavy for me to remember that I have been called to dance, the sacred dance for life. I was created to smile, to love, to be lifted up, and lift others up. Oh, sacred one, untangle my feet from all that ensnares. Free my soul that we might dance and that our dancing might be contagious. The sacred dance to life. My present happiness is all I see. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Hmm. I enjoyed that very, very much. Okay, my friends. Here's our reading list. Today, we have Lemoyne and Harrison, Fran, Jessica, and Karen, and Robin Bree um, may read later. And who else has joined us? Anyone? This is Sandra, and I can read. Oh, good morning, Sandra. Thank you. Good morning. Okay, so we're in Chapter 27, The Body and the Dream. Today we're doing Section 6, The Healing Example, beginning with Paragraph 44. The only way to heal is to be healed. The miracle extends without your help, but you are needed that it can begin. Accept the miracle of healing and it will go forth because of what it is. It is its nature to extend itself the instant it is born. And it is born the instant it is offered and received. No one can ask another to be healed but he can let himself be healed and thus offer the other what he has received. 
Who can bestow upon another what he does not have? And who can share what he denies himself? The Holy Spirit speaks to you. He does not speak to someone else. Yet by your listening, his voice extends because you have accepted what he says. Uh, Lemoyne. Chapter 27, The Body and the Dream. Section 6, The Healing Example. The only way to heal is to be healed. The miracle extends without your help, but you are needed that it can begin. Accept the miracle of healing and it will go forth because of what it is. It is its nature to extend itself the instant it is born, and it is born the instant it is offered and received. No one can ask another to be healed but he can let himself be healed and thus offer the other what he has received. Who can bestow upon another what he does not have? And who can share what he denies himself? The Holy Spirit speaks to you. He does not speak to someone else. Yet by your listening, his voice extends because you have accepted what he says. Health is the witness unto health. As long as it is unattested, it remains without a conviction. Only when demonstrated has it been proved and must compel belief. No one is healed through double messages. If you wish only to be healed, you heal. Your single purpose makes this possible. But if you are afraid of healing, then it cannot cannot come through you. The only thing that is required for a healing is is a lack of fear. The only thing that is required for a healing is a lack of fear. The fearful are not healed and cannot heal. This does not mean the conflict must be gone forever from your mind. For if it were, there were no need for healing then. But it does mean, if only for an instant, you love without attack. An instant is sufficient. Miracles wait not on time. Thank you, Lemoyne and Harrison. Forty-five. Health is the witness unto health. As long as it is unattested, it remains without conviction. Only when demonstrated has it been proved and must compel belief. No one is healed through double messages. If you wish only to be healed, you heal. Your single purpose makes this possible. If you are afraid of healing, 
then it cannot come through you. The only thing that is required for healing is a lack of fear. The fearful are not healed and it cannot heal. This does not mean the conflict must be gone forever from your mind. For if it were, there were no need for healing then. But it does mean if only for an instant you love without attack. An instant is sufficient. Miracles wait not on time. 46. The holy instant is the miracle's abiding place. For there, each one is born into this world as witness to a state of mind which has transcended conflict and has reached peace. It carried comfort from the place of peace into the battleground and demonstrates that war has no effects. For all the hurt that war has sought to bring, the broken bodies and the shattered limbs, the screaming, dying, and the silent death, and the silent dead are gently lifted up and comforted. There is no sadness where a miracle has come to heal, and nothing more than just one instant of your love without attack is necessary that all this occur. In that one instant are you healed, and in that single instant is all, is all healing done. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Harrison. And Fran. 46. The holy instant is the miracle's abiding place. From there, each one is born into this world as witness to a state of mind which has transcended conflict and has reached to peace. It carries comfort from the place of peace into the battleground and demonstrates that war has no effects. For all the hurt that war has sought to bring, the broken bodies and the shattered limbs, the screaming dying and the silent dead are gently lifted up and comforted. There is no sadness where a miracle has come to heal and nothing more than just one instant of your love without attack is necessary that all this occur. In that one instant are you healed and in that single instant is all healing done. 47. What stands apart from you when you accept the blessing that the holy instant brings? Be not afraid of blessing, for the one who blesses you loves all the world 
and leaves nothing within the world that could be feared. But if you shrink from blessing, will the world indeed seem fearful? For you have withheld its peace and comfort, leaving it to die. Would not a world so bitterly bereft be looked on as a condemnation by the one who could have saved it, but stepped back because he was afraid of being healed? The eyes of all the dying bring reproach, and suffering whispers, quote, What is there to fear? Unquote. Consider well its question. It is asked of you on your behalf. A dying world asks only that you rest an instant from attack upon yourself, that it be healed. Thank you, friend. And Jessica. 47. What stands apart from you when you accept the blessing that the holy instant brings? Be not afraid of blessing, for the one who blesses you loves all the world and leaves nothing within the world that could be feared. But if you shrink from blessing, will the world indeed seem fearful? For you have withheld its peace and comfort, leaving it to die. Would not a world so bitterly bereft be looked on as a condemnation by the one who could have saved it, but stepped back because he was afraid of being healed? The eyes of all the dying bring reproach, and suffering whispers, what is there to fear? Consider well this question. Consider well its question. It is asked of you on your behalf. A dying world asks only that you rest an instant from attack upon yourself, that it be healed. Come to the holy instant and be healed, for nothing that is there received is left behind on your returning to the world. And being blessed, you will bring blessing. Life is given you to give the dying world. And suffering eyes no longer will accuse, but shine in thanks to you who blessing gave. The holy instant's radiance will light your eyes and give them sight to see beyond all suffering and see Christ's face instead. Healing replaces suffering. Who looks on one cannot perceive the other, for they cannot both be there. And what you see the world will witness, and will witness too. Thank you, Jessica and Karen. 48. Come to the holy instant and be healed, for nothing that is there received is left behind on your returning to the world. I'm going to read that again, sorry. Come to the holy instant and be healed, for nothing that is there received is left behind on your returning to the world. 
And being blessed, you will bring blessing. Life is given you to give the dying world. And suffering eyes no longer will accuse, but shine in thanks to you who blessings gave. The holy instant's radiance will light your eyes and give them sight to see beyond all suffering and seek Christ's face instead. Healing replaces suffering. Who looks on one cannot perceive the other, for they cannot both be there. And what you see, the world will witness, and will witness too. 49. Thus is your healing everything the world requires that it may be healed. Thus is your healing everything the world requires that it may be healed. It needs one lesson which has been perfectly learned. And then when you forget it, it will the world remind you gently of what you have taught. No reinforcement will its thanks withhold from you who let yourself be healed that it might live. It will call forth its witnesses to show the face of Christ to you who brought the sight to them by which they witnessed it. The world of accusation is replaced by one in which all eyes look lovingly upon the friend who brought them their release. And happily your brother will perceive the many friends he thought were enemies. Thank you, Karen. Uh, and Sandra. 49. <clears throat> Thus is your healing everything the world requires, that it may be healed. It needs one lesson which has perfectly been learned. And then when you forget it, it will, it, well, then when you forget it, will the world remind you gently of what you have taught. No reinforcement will its thanks withhold from you who let yourself be healed that it might live. It will call forth its witnesses to show the face of Christ to you who brought the sight of them by which they witnessed it. The world of accusation is replaced by one in which all eyes look lovingly upon the friend who brought them their release. And happily, your brother will perceive the many friends he thought were enemies. 50. Problems are not specific, but they take specific forms, and these specific shapes make up the world. And no one understands the nature of his problem. If he did, it would be there no more for him to see. Its very nature is that it is not. And thus, while he perceives it, he cannot perceive it as it is. But healing is apparent in specific instances and generalizes to include them all. This is because they really are the same, despite their different forms. All learning aims at transfer, which becomes 
complete within two situations which are seen as one, for only common elements are there. Yet this can only be attained by one who does not see the differences you see. The total transfer of your learning is not made by you, but that is how but that <clears throat> but that it, it has been made in spite of all the differences you see convince you that they could not be real. Thank you, Sandra. And let's see, do we have a new reader for 50 and 51? Peter is pinch. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my book says 49, but it's 50, right? You are correct. Oh, okay. No, you are correct. Uh, Thank you. Problems are not specific but they take specific forms and these specific shapes make up the world and no one understands the nature of his problem. If he did, it would be there no more for him to see. Its very nature is that it is not. And thus while he perceives it, he cannot perceive it as it is. But healing is apparent in specific instances and generalizes to include them all. This is because they really are the same, despite their different forms. All learning aims at transfer, which becomes complete within two situations, which are seen as one, for only common elements are there. Yet this can only be attained by capital one, capital who, does not see the differences you see. The total transfer of your learning is not made by you, but that it has been made in spite of all the differences you see convinces you that they could not be real. Your healing will extend and will be brought to problems that you thought were not your own. And it will also be apparent that your many different problems will be solved as any one of them has been escaped. It cannot be their differences which made this possible, for learning does not jump from situations to their opposites and bring the same results. All healing must proceed in lawful manner in accord with laws which have been properly perceived but never violated. Fear you not the way that you perceive them. You are wrong. But there is one within you who is right. Thank you, Robin Marie. And would there be another new reader for 51 and 52? I would like to do it, Lori. Thanks, Jude. Thank you. 51. Your healing will extend and will be brought to problems that you thought were not your own. And it will also be apparent that your many different problems will be solved as any one of them has been escaped. It cannot be their differences which made this possible, for learning does not jump from situations to their opposites. 
and bring the same results. All healing must proceed in lawful manner in accord with laws which have been properly perceived but never violated. Fear not, or fear you not the way that you perceive them. You're wrong. But there is capital one within you. Capital who is right. Leave then, um, leave then the transfer, I'm sorry, <laughs> tongue-tied this morning. Leave then the transfer of your learning to the capital one who really understands its laws and capital who will guarantee that they remain unviolated and unlimited. Your part is merely to apply what he has, what capital he has taught you to yourself, and he will do the rest. And thus, the power of your learning will be proved to you by all the many different witnesses it finds. Your brother first among them will be seen, but thousands stand behind him, and beyond each one there are a thousand more. Boy, I love this part. Each one may seem to have a problem which is different from the rest, yet they are solved together. And their common answer shows the questions could not have been separate. Thank you, Judy. And would there be one more reader then for 52 and 53? Guess we'll need two, but anyone for 52 and 53? Thank you, Patricia. Okay, Helen. 52. Leave then the transfer of your learning to the one who really understands law and who will guarantee that they remain unviolated and unlimited. Your part is merely to apply what he has taught you to yourself. And he will do the rest. And thus, the power of your learning will be proved to you by all the many different witnesses it finds. Your brother first among them will be seen but thousands and behind him and beyond each one there are a thousand more. Each one may seem to have a problem which is different from the rest. Yet they are solved together 
they are solved together. And their common answer shows the questions could not have been separate. 53. Peace be to you. To whom is healing offered? And you will learn that peace is given you when you accept the healing for yourself. Its total value need not be appraised by you. Its total value need not be appraised by you to let you understand that you have benefited from it. What occurred within the instant which love entered in without attack will stay, will stay with you forever. Your healing will be one of its effects, as will your brother. Everywhere, everywhere you go, will you behold its multiplied effects. Yet all the witnesses that you behold will be far less than all there really are. Infinity cannot be understood by merely counting up its separate parts. God thanks you for your healing, for he knows it is a gift of love unto his son, and therefore is it given unto him. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Patricia. Would there be one more new reader for 53? Paragraph 53. Anyone who'd like to volunteer to read 53, then? I'd love to. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Judy. Think of that. Peace be to you, to whom is healing offered, and you will learn that peace is given you when you accept the healing for yourself. Its total value need not be appraised by you to let you understand that you have benefited from it. What occurred within the instant which love entered in without attack will stay with you forever. Your healing will be one of its effects, as will your brother's. Everywhere you go will you behold its multiplied effects, yet all the witnesses that you behold will be far less than all there really are. Infinity cannot be understood 
by merely counting up its separate parts. God thanks you for your healing, he, for he knows it is a gift of love unto his Son, and therefore it is given unto him. Amen. Thank you, Judy. Lauren, thank you everyone who read this this beautiful section today on the healing example. Uh, I think to summarize just a few points that really speak to my heart, starting in paragraph 44, the only way to heal is to be healed. The miracle extends without your help, but you are needed that it can begin. Accept the miracle of healing, and it will go forth because of what it is. It is its nature to extend itself the instant it is born, and it is born the instant it is offered and received. If you wish only to be healed, you heal. Your single purpose makes this possible. It does mean, if only for an instant you love without attack, an instant is sufficient. Miracles wait not on time. Now in 46, the holy instant is miracle's abiding place. From there, each one is born into this world as witness to a state of mind which has transcended conflict and has reached to peace. It carries comfort from the place of peace into the battleground and demonstrates that war has no effects. And for all this, nothing more than just one instant of your love without attack is necessary. In that one instant are you healed. And in that single instant is all healing done. What stands apart from you when you accept the blessing the holy instant brings? Be not afraid of blessing, for the one who blesses you loves all the world and leaves nothing within the world that could be feared. A dying world asks only that you rest an instant from attack upon yourself, that it be healed. So in 49, no, 48, come to the holy instant and be healed, for nothing that is there received is left behind on your returning to the world. And being blessed, you will bring blessing. The holy instant's radiance will light your eyes and give them sight to see beyond all suffering and see Christ's face instead. Healing replaces suffering. Who looks on one cannot perceive the other, for they cannot both be there. And what you see, the world will witness and will witness too. 49, thus is your healing everything the world requires that it may be healed. The total transfer of your learning is not made by you, but that it has been made in spite of all the differences you see convinces you that they could not be real. Your healing will extend and will be brought to problems that you thought were not your own. So we will leave then the transfer of your learning to the one who really understands its laws. 
and who will guarantee that they remain unviolated and unlimited. Your part is merely to apply what he has taught you to yourself, and he will do the rest. In paragraph 53, peace be to you to whom healing is offered. And you will learn that peace is given you when you accept the healing for yourself. Its total value need not be appraised by you to let it to let you understand that you have benefited from it. What occurred within the instant which love entered in without attack will stay with you forever. Your healing will be one of its effects. As will your brothers. Everywhere you go will you behold its multiplied effects. God thanks you for your healing, for he knows it is a gift of love unto his son, and therefore it is given unto him. A healing example. Let's see now. Um, I see four minutes before the top of the hour. And just to... um, just to lift our hearts joyously in response to this message. Let's have, let's take that minute now um, to look at present happiness. I really would love to do that, Fran. If you'd lead us again, I'm sure grateful. Sure. Well, thank you, Lori. Thank you for doing that summary. That was great. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and this is the last day of our theme, What is the Holy Spirit? The lesson for today is Lesson 290. My present happiness is all I see. So I shall read some from What is the Holy Spirit, and we'll go to our lesson and do our five-minute meditation. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit mediates between illusions and the truth. As he must bridge the gap between reality and dreams, perception leads to knowledge through the grace that God has given him to be his gift to everyone who turns to him for truth. Across the bridge that he provides, our dreams all carry to the truth to be dispelled before the light of knowledge. There are sights and sounds forever laid aside. And where they were perceived before, forgiveness has made possible perceptions tranquil end. The goal the Holy Spirit's teaching sets is just this end of dreams. Accept your Father's gift. It is a call from love to love, that it be but itself. The Holy Spirit is his gift, by which the quietness of heaven is restored to God's beloved Son. Would you refuse to take the function of completing God when all he wills is that you be complete? Now we'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 290. My present happiness is all I see. Unless I look upon what is not there, my present happiness is all I see. Eyes that begin to open see at last, and I would have Christ's vision come to me this very day. 
What I perceived without God's own correction for the sight I made is frightening and painful to behold. Yet I would not allow my mind to be deceived by the belief the dream I made is real an instant longer. This the day I seek my present happiness and look on nothing else except the thing I seek. With this resolve, I come to you and ask your strength to hold me up today while I but seek to do your will. You cannot fail to hear me, Father. When I ask, have you already given me? And I am sure that I will see my happiness today. Lesson 290. My present happiness is all I see. Five minutes.
Lesson 290. My present happiness is all I see. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you. Amen. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good morning, it's Karen. Um, in the ego world, all the chaos and the conflict and the problems and the descriptions of the problems and the pseudo answers, it's all vibrating. But in the Holy Spirit, in the holy instant, we step into an alignment where ego is released or stepped aside or dissolved away, when we're in that alignment, God's answer flows. God's truth flows. The peace of God flows. The assessment of all of our problems is in that place. And it's not even up to us, and we don't even care. Because when we step into that alignment, We offer ourselves, Lord, make me an instrument. Let my mind be your instrument. Let my words be your instrument. Let all my actions be your instrument. I accept my healing. I want to accept my healing. I want Christ's vision. And what on earth or in the heaven or anywhere could be greater happiness than to be filled with the divine? And to be released from all the insanity and chaos and conflict and opposition and illusions and dreams of my ego. Oh, Lord, my greatest happiness is to step into the truth, to be your instrument. Make me an instrument today, oh, Lord. Let me remember to step into the holy instant and to receive your presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And let me willingly offer all my stupid ideas, all my stupid interpretations of of my problems and my answers, the answers to my problems, my pseudo-answers. Let me put all of that on the inner altar to be dissolved by the light of Christ in Christ's vision. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Karen. Wonderful. Thank you. Karen. Hi, this is oh. Hi, it's Robin Marie. I was just thinking, um as we were reading about my father in law, Edwin Matlin, who was a doctor and in the Second World War he was stationed in North Africa and he performed surgeries and helped a lot of people who were from different countries. And we have a blanket and on it are many Nazi um, patches. And I was thinking about him operating on 
a patient who very uh, not long before he was operating on him wanted to kill him and how uh, amazing Edwin was to do such a careful job on someone who wanted to destroy him. And uh, thinking about the Far East conflict, conflict and, and just being thankful for all those people who are trying to get food to starving people and trying to help. And in U- Ukraine, too, just, just being thankful for people who, uh, who have been called by God to help their fellow human beings. Thank you. I'm complete. That was very beautiful, Ron Yes, thank you. I feel thank very you. grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Robin Marie. I love hearing your share. Thank you. Thank you, Robin Marie. Yes, it was beautiful, beautiful story. Mm. Hi, guys, it's Jude. I um, had some really powerful come to me this morning, and it's just about the way the lessons constructed. And, the, you know, my present happiness is all I see. What does it mean? Um, who, is the, who is the my and the I in that statement? My and I, and what kind of seeing am I talking about? Am I seeing with my body's eyes? Is is the I referring to Judy? Unless I look upon what is not there, that really captured my attention. And this line came to me that from the Holy Spirit just said, the coarseness implores you to forgive your brother for what you did he did not do and this whole thing being a dream as I look upon what is not there and eyes that begin to open at last eyes that look with vision that begin to see at last and I would have Christ's vision come to me this very day what I perceive without God without Christ or without correction is the world of war, of bodies, of death. And the text, you know, talks about this this being able to exchange what we see with the body's eyes for what we made invisible by making this choice of an ego thought system, of perception and form, which is the dream. The text speaks of this, the, the differences when I no longer see any differences in anything, <laughs> just, you know, judgment's out the window, forgiveness is complete, and I can see what the body's eyes deny, the truth of who and what we are, purely spirit, purely mind. And how, do, how is that perceived? Except through the mind and the heart that knows the truth who, of who I am inside of me. It's an inward looking first, because if I don't look inward first, I'll never know it. It's to be found inside of me, within me. It's not out in the world. The peace that I am 
you know, that happiness is peace, is light, the happiness, the light, the strength of God. They're all within me. It's one-mindedness with Christ consciousness, the one voice, the one vision. So this has really been a powerful lesson for me this morning. And, you know, I would, yet I would not allow my mind to be deceived by the belief the dream I made is real an instant longer. And the text speaks of this, that it's my dream. I'm making a huge projection of separation into bodies, into guilt, into sin, into shame and blame. And it's up to me to forgive myself for doing this. I'm the one that's doing this dreaming business. Everybody is a figure in my dream. And this is what really dawned on me this morning. You know, that I'm forgiving something that never happened unless I look upon what is not there, what is not really happening. It's not real. It's an illusion. It's a dream. I don't have any problems with it. I'm not, in, I'm not trying to fight it or fix it or run or escape from it. I happily look on it as a dream, as a dream, an illusion that I'm not responsible for. I'm not the one that said, I don't want to be in heaven anymore. I remember laughing with Lee one time saying, who decided to leave heaven? I'm like, nobody asked me. <laughs> but to believe that this is real, in order to to dispel illusions. I have to know they're not real. I have to say this is a dream. I'm forgiving it because it's not real. Not because it's right or wrong, good or bad, simply because it's not true. The difference, we know the difference between what's true and false. I am not a body. I am not a body. I'm not a body. Anything I say or do in the body is not real. It's not happening. I'm looking at something that's not there. <laughs> so this is really, I mean, this is really where the rubber meets the road on a daily practical application because forgiveness is, you know, where we apply the metaphysics of this teaching. The metaphysics of it is it's beyond any Christian teaching that I ever learned. God created the world. That's what my Christian teaching taught me. God created the body. That the, the one beloved Son of God was Jesus Christ alone. It wasn't all of us as one, and everybody was included as one, not as separate individuals. I wasn't taught that. So all the learning of the world, the illusions of the world, letting go of every belief, everything that I thought I knew about it, so this has been very powerful for Jude this morning. I ask God's strength to hold me up because it is mine. And to do God's will is to be happy, to be joy, to be peace. It's already given me. It's what I am. It's how I was, I was created. It's my original factory settings. I can't change that. That's who and what and where I am. It's holographic. It's everywhere, and it's in everything I see. Amen. I'm complete. 
full, full, full of inspiration today. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for bringing us together. Thanks, Judy. Thanks. Thanks, Judy. Thanks, Judy. Can you hear me? This is... Go ahead, Steve. Morning, yeah, Steve. Uh, good morning. My understanding is that there's data coming in to me. Some of it is from memory and others from the external world, outside my eyes, reflected like photons hitting my retina and going up into my brain. There's actually a diagram of this in a chiropractic textbook. But the difference is, is that there are, and I think this is in tune with the course, that there are two dreams. The happy dream, which I would call the correct thinking or the right mind, and then the dream of, the, of uh, illusion. Now, I cannot, so data comes in, but it's neutral in terms of, it's raw data. And then as it, I process it, my interpretation can be one of uh, right thinking or fear thinking, love thinking or fear thinking. The interpretation is within me. Now, when I hear about the body's eyes, I think in the course it's referring to the body's eyes that are having the teacher of fear compared to the right thinking where it's the teacher of the dream of, of love and peace. And I think there is some step that once we are awake to the good dream, then we are taken into the to the truth. I don't have evidence that says that this present moment, I can't exclude anything that is physical or what we call the world and the body, but I can exclude fear by making the choice, and I don't want to say exclude because it's only through uh, open awareness of my fears that I can choose otherwise and let bring it up into the light. So for me, the idea of the dream or these body's eyes, I believe that there is the happy dream and that's good enough. That's what I'm striving to replace my fear interpretations from the data coming in from memory or experiences to loving dreams. I'm complete. I appreciated that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Good morning, this is Sandra. And um, Jude, I so appreciated you focusing in on forgiveness because 
this lesson and this reading requires a lot of mind training for me. And um, one of the ways that I did that was every time I saw the word heal in the reading, I, I transposed it to forgiveness. And um, in paragraph 44, it says, No one can ask another to be forgiven, but he can let himself be forgiven and thus offer the other what he has received. I can't give what I don't have. So if I haven't forgiven myself for believing this dualistic paradigm and and then ex- extending it, I extended it just like everybody else, this dualistic paradigm of judgment and right and wrong and um, and you know, if if I don't forgive myself for doing that, then I can't forgive the world for doing it because the world is doing it. And, um, you know, for me, my present happiness is all I see. It requires that, first of all, I be in the present moment, that I have received the forgiveness not from my fellows, from my from God, from my Holy Spirit, from my connection with my Creator, I have to receive that truly, and believe that I am completely forgiven, that I never did anything wrong, and nobody else did anything wrong to me either. I have to completely forgive, and that's a challenge for me. Um, I have to completely forgive. Big Pharma. I have to completely forgive wars. I have to completely forgive the chemical companies. I mean, this is not easy work for me. It's requiring a lot of mind training. But I'm willing because I do think that this is the only way out of here is to forgive. And it says that I'm afraid to heal I'm afraid to forgive because I think that if I forgive, I'm going to let those people who are hurting the planet and hurting me and hurting everything, I'm going to let them keep on doing that. But you know what? It's not, that's me playing God. And that's, mm-hmm. I'm here to give it over to God, to, to ask for God to, to, to be in charge. And I don't know what's really happening here. All I know is that my job is to forgive. And when I forgive, I heal. I heal myself and I heal the planet. This is not easy for me. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just, real quick, I want to say that I find that when I'm in my right mind, the best way that I understand forgiveness, when I'm in my right mind, which is once in a while or more and more lately, is that the old idea of it's better to light a candle and be with the light than curse the darkness. So as long as I'm feeling the acceptance of something that needs to be forgiven, I'm still on the level of uh, level of, of, of fear or, or victim. Uh, but when I'm feeling the gratitude of the light, 
of the love of my connection when I am really with the light, lighting a candle rather than... I find myself, when I'm stuck, I'm still at the level of cursing the darkness or judging the darkness, and that's where forgiveness is, is needed. But the way for me is the old statement, "'Tis better to light a candle and get with the solution." That's the only way I can forgive. I'm complete. Hi. <coughs> Thank you. This is uh, you. something that um, the Course of Love that I'm uh, a part of now is saying every day that is really beautiful, and I wish I knew the whole story of it. It's um, a man in Hawaii, a kahuna, was praying for people in a mental institution, and they were not, before he became in charge of them, they were not getting well. And then he started praying this prayer, and he didn't even, uh, uh, he wasn't in connection physically with these people, but he said this prayer, and it's called Ho'oponopono, and it's I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And my group is saying that uh, every day, um, together at a certain time, because, you know, the whole planet needs, (laughs) we, you know, anyway, I can't explain it, but that's it. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you, Judy and Robin Marie and everyone that I didn't get a chance to thank yet. That's such a beautiful practice. Thank you. Yeah. Hi. Um, truly, um, to see only our present happiness is actually an act of courage. Um, the word courage coming from core, coming from the original French or Latin meaning heart, it takes heart. you got to have a heart, like the song says, to have the courage to see only my present happiness. And I've spent many days in my life seeing other things that were not helpful to me. But today I want to just see my present happiness and have that reflect in happiness and or peace that I see in everybody I look upon today. Thank you so much. I'm complete. Thank, Thank you, Ida. Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. I'd just like to say one more thing. The, the idea that I can't see alone, that I need to see with the Holy Spirit through the eyes of Christ's forgiveness, which is merely saying he overlooks everything and judges nothing and is afraid of nothing 
and has an open mind and an open heart that embraces everything in peace. J.C. was called the Prince of Peace, and this is my inheritance. This is how God created me to be, to be happy, joyous, and free. And I can't see alone. I have to be able to see with an open heart and an open mind in the light that is being in the light. I love the way that you put it, Steve, that um, I see from the light within me that's not of me, that recognizes the difference between what is true and false. But the Course's metaphysical teaching is that this is a dream and that we are to awaken from the dream. And a happy dream is still a dream. A happy dream is still a dream. And my present happiness may be all that I can see right now. But the text reading does refer to that. We, We can know the benefits of having a forgiving mind and heart a non-judgmental, a fearless state of mind, a peaceful state of mind, a tranquil state of mind is no small gift. Amen. I'm complete. Well, that's for sure. Amen. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Amen. Thank you. This is Jessica. And, um, I just, I wanted to point out, um, yeah, I mean, I love everything people are saying and, you know, the forgiveness that is, I'm tasked with is forgiving what I think the world is and what I think the problems are and who I think I am because the atonement, which we are encouraged to accept, is about accepting what really is. Um, and I love in paragraph 51 where he says, well, at the last sentences, well, the last two sentences are, fear you not the way that you perceive them. Okay, uh, let me go back another sentence. All healing must proceed in lawful manner in accord with laws which have been properly perceived but never violated. Fear you not the way that you perceive them. You are wrong, but there is one within you who is right. And that's uh, just such a gift to me today that there is one within me. I love that we're being told that. The one is within me. The one who is right is within me. And the one who is right, that who is within me, knows that what I perceive is not, it is a dream. And the atonement is recognizing and accepting that um, what I think is the world and what I think is the war is really um, it's a projection of my fear, and the atonement is the acceptance that I am really in the heart of God at all times and always have been, and that I've never been abandoned, and there's never been a separation, and I am one with all of you 
and all of your love, each of your love and each of your true perceptions are one with my oneness with God. <laughs> I'm complete. Thank you, Jessica. Really wonderful. We belong to each other. It was beautiful, Jessica. Thank you. Good morning. It's here. Um, Yeah, that was actually almost straight to the heart of the matter. Um, And. Several of you and your fears have hit on this idea of everything starts with my idea of who I am and who my brother is. If I see myself and my brother as separate bodies and separate bodies <laughs> I've gone down the rabbit hole um, I have rejected the atonement I have rejected my oneness with God I have rejected the truth of who I am. The minute I judge what my body's eyes are showing me, my senses, my ears are showing me as a part of my reality that I've gone down the rabbit hole. There's no way I can see my present happiness if I accept that death is real that harm can come to God's son. Harm can come to God's daughter. If I accept that, then I've gone down the rabbit hole. Because the mere acceptance of myself as separate and apart from my brothers and sisters, separate and apart from God, then I have accepted the illusion of reality. The good news is that it hasn't changed a thing. I am still as God created me. And all it takes 
is a change of mind. Exemplified in the lesson we practice today. My present happiness is all I see. Imagine being in Gaza and bombs coming down uh, destroying everything around you and being able to say my present happiness is all I see. Imagine being in Israeli cities and rockets are coming down all around you and saying my present happiness is all I see. The bounds and the rockets are not the truth of what's happening. My present happiness arises from my understanding of the truth of who I am. Only bodies can be hurt by bombs and rockets. It's a huge challenge for core students to accept that harm to a body is not a harm to ourselves. That death of a body is not our death. Takes a lot of patience for us to go there. But he makes no exceptions in this lesson. In Israel, my present happiness is all I see. In Gaza, my present happiness is all I see. In Ukraine, my present happiness is all I see. And how do I do that? He says, I would have Christ's vision come to me this very day. What I perceive without God's own correction for the sight I've made is frightening and painful indeed. Yet I won't allow my mind to be deceived by the belief the dream I've made 
is real an instant longer. This the day I seek my present happiness and look on nothing else except the thing I seek. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. Helen wrote a poem called The Promise. And it captures the feeling of the prayer, which is with this resolve I come to you and ask your strength to hold me up today. While I would seek to do your will, you can't fail to hear me, Father. When I ask, have you already given me? And I'm sure that I will see my happiness today in spite of all that seems to be happening around me and what's happening to my body. Helen says in her poem, Hear me, my Lord. I cannot call in vain. Such is your promise. I but do your will to call on you, and you will answer me, because your promise holds the answers still. My perfect happiness is all I see. I'm complete. That was so great, Harrison. Thank you so much. Beautiful, Harrison. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison. That was beautiful. Excellent. Thank you, Garrison. That we were created changeless and unalterable, I think, is something really to hold fast to. The changelessness of how God created us to be, that is our light. That is our strength. That's what enables us to see the truth and know what the truth is in our experience, even within the dream. Thank you, Garrison. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. This is Sandra again, really quick. All I can say is thank you to my Holy Spirit because that's the only way I'm going to get relief from the angst that I create in my own being. I am so grateful to have the Holy Spirit to turn all this over to so I can have relief. I'm complete. I want to add to that. 
It says in the text, mm-hmm. to, to, to heal, I have to accept that I'm healed. I have to accept my own healing and that God will extend it through me and I don't have to do anything about that. I'm complete. Thank you, Karen. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Karen. Lori. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the whole reading today, (laughs) where he says, just straight out, your part in paragraph 52, your task? I always want to know what's my job. Your task is to apply this teaching to your own mind. And and the power of your learning will be proof to you. Why, you know, isn't it a wonderful thing sometimes? um, To sit back and say, why I'm not I'm not the mind I used to think I was. I heard you say it yesterday, Karen, or maybe the day before. Oh, I've come so so far I'm not the person I was a year ago. I I think that's a wonderful thing. And and I think that's um some of the invitation in paragraph fifty two is your part is to apply this learning to your own mind. And it will be proved to you. Um, Oh, dear me. Where to begin? You know, the healing example. He discusses it in some depth in the Manual for Teachers in Section 22, How Are Healing and Atonement Related? He says they're they're not related; they're identical. And and when I think about um, this whole reflecting on your part is to apply this healing to your own mind, this teaching to your own mind, I like to look back and and think of um, think of times when this learning has proved itself to my own mind. I really like doing that. And first it was in pretty uh, personal kinds of miracles. By personal, I mean um, people close to me. You know, I suddenly understood how to be more helpful. I suddenly understood what the truth of our relationship was, you know. And then it got a little further away uh, with some of my my patients, the people I cared for. And then it got even further away. Um, I mean, more enveloping, more less personal, more enveloping this application of what I'm learning to my own mind is in the nature of all of it. Um, the nature of all of it is the only way to, just like he says, 
The only way to heal is to be healed. Eckhart Tolle says it too. The greatest favor you can do the world, the greatest gift you can give the world is the healing of your own mind. I mean, this is, this is, not, um, this is not new. This has been here for a long, long, long time. Um, this understanding of, of truth and the application of truth to one's own mind and how when one, one's mind is corrected, it becomes a mirror that catches the reflection of holiness and shines it everywhere. The world is not healed separate from my mind. My mind is not healed separate from the world and nothing is healed separate from the love of God. That's, that's the perennial philosophy, you could say. What's new and different, um, I think, about the Course in Miracles, is the way um, the way the relationship of holiness is brought home to a direct experience, and how the direct experience translates into seeing. You know, um, there's a big uh, world of difference between information and uh, and something you can learn and a direct experience of that learning and its transformative power and that's what makes Course in Miracles uh, so unique I think um, and I, it's not accidental that I should say that because after I had that holy incident so many years ago I didn't understand what happened I didn't know it made no sense my whole world was tipped upside down and I saw everything right side up again I didn't know what that meant so I went looking what does what happened to me how, I don't understand how to translate this experience and what it means to me all I know is I'm blooming happy and I'm in love with everything I don't understand it <laughs> you know <laughs> And, uh, and and it, when it came to um, his description of the holy instant in this work, I knew right away what it meant when I heard that voice within me cry, I am home. You know, God uh, wants to make his home, has made his home, has restored his temple in our holy minds. That is the nature of the relationship of the Father to the Son, the Son to the Father eternally. And when I let that holy instant of experience, I am home, be my present moment awareness, there is nothing that isn't included in that awareness because that's the nature of home. The holy instant is the miracle's abiding place. Yeah, I'm thinking now of, of what Jesus said to the woman at the well. He said, if you knew the miracle that was standing before you now, you would say, give me some of that water. When, when I'm restored to the relationship, the true relationship of myself to the Father, there's no miracle I can't do. There's no love I can't give. There's no healing that isn't accomplished uh, 
the only way to heal is to be healed and, and from that place the miracle goes out and extends all by itself how does that happen it happens because the mind becomes a clear reflection of the love of God it no longer has to be filtered through and refracted and broken up into little bits you know my job and it's like he says oh dear me in paragraph 50 specific forms of separation uh, we don't understand I don't understand and I don't need to understand I don't need to understand anything all I need to know is the nature the true nature of the father to the son and let that healing be accomplished by the power of the Holy Spirit working through me I don't do anything I don't do anything at all the miracle extends without my help but it's my job to let it happen for me practice the holy instant he says practice the holy instant come for just a moment without any awareness of past or future for just a moment that's all it takes no awareness at all you don't care about the past you don't have any interest in the future one moment right now without awareness of the body asking for the truth that's the living water right there and once that living water rises up within it does everything thereafter it does it all you know I don't do anything all I do is stay happy <laughs> and that's not very hard um, there isn't any unhappiness that isn't corrected for me when I bring my awareness back to the holy instant and so um, come to the holy instant and be healed is the message today for me and your task is to apply that teaching to your own mind Lori apply it to your own mind how long does it take you to get happy when you think about I am home not even a hot minute so anyway I'm complete and um, I'm sure grateful for everyone who joins this call every morning uh, you help me remember how to fly right so thank you everyone and let's see oh the time isn't up yet good grief there's still five minutes so I'm just so anxious to hear uh, at one point you know we had 16 people on the call today um, that, that was that made me really happy so who haven't we heard from thank you Laura. thank you thank, thank you so, so much, much Lori maybe Lemoyne Hey, this is Patricia. A real quick one in the morning that came from listening to everyone. I close my eyes. See, breathing out, I am free. Breathing in, this warming silence from source within 
all is given. Thank you. Mm, that was beautiful, Patricia. Very Thank happy you. I heard Thank that. You. Any final shares from anyone? Just briefly, uh, I'm always intrigued by his references to the holy instant, um, and. Uh, really uh, points out to me its significance in the transition from illusion to the truth. So, love to you here. Any other thoughts about the whole I'm complete. Mm, thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. This is Fran. I've told this before many times, so I'm not going to get into the details, but I have a physical healing in Christian science. And I had that through a holy instant. I was um, reading the course, the book for Christian science, and it said, the prayer that heals the sick and saves the sinner is the prayer that all things are possible to God. A spiritual understanding of him and unselfed love. And boy, I'll tell you, my mind went to a place that it had never been before. It was amazing. And I had been sick for a long time. And I knew then that I was fine. And I wasn't fine for physically, but my mind was. And then so my body caught up in a couple of days. And... Um, it's, it's changed, changed my life forever and has stayed with me for all these years. The holy instant. I'm complete. Thank you. Mm, I love hearing that story, Fran. Thank you. Thank you, Fran. It's amazing how Christian science is teaching of Mrs. Eddie uh, 
really weak. Uh, just uh, followed or preceded the Course in Miracles. And there are a lot of ideas that I've seen from Christian science that fit so nicely with the Course's teaching. I'm complete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. I, thanks, Harrison. Yeah. Thank you, Harrison. It's Karen. I just had a little comment. Um, when we talk about healing in the Course, I think it's so important. I keep writing it in my book. Healing is about the separation, not the body. And I love that Fran just brought that up. I mean, the body will be healed, but like... The goal is healing my mind, healing my belief in separation, healing my fear thoughts, healing my guilt and my judgments of others, and all the forms, the myriad of forms that my mind thinks I'm separate from my brother and from God. That's what my healing is about, and I have to accept my healing there. And I think the the body will follow. And the other thing is... Um, Steve was talking, and he's probably not still here, but Steve was talking earlier about the real world, and my body's eyes can see this. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh used to say, you know, the further you go on the spiritual path, the more that becomes, um, the more your understanding expands. So for the moment, it's the, the dream, which is the ego dream, which is the nightmare, the illusion, and the happy dream. But I do believe that the Course is teaching us beyond this world is the world I want. And there is a world where we might not have bodies or we might not have buildings. And I'm sure that we're going to have that revelation when, when the time is there to have it. I've had metaphysical experiences, but I won't bore you because they really don't sound real <laughs> to most people. But they were true. And just little glimpses of what's, what's to come after the happy dream. Right? I'm complete. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. And, and even if you tried, you know, so many of them can't be put into words. <laughs> I, I remember one time since we're just kind of shooting the breeze about this. Um, one time, um, I think Ms. Lee asked me to describe describe a holy incident, and I said, oh, I, I just don't think I could even put it into words. And he said, well, when you think you've removed all the profane from it, uh, come back and tell me. <laughs> and I, I think that was a deliberate thing that he said. I think he said that very consciously. Um, because it's um, that remnant of feeling separate that um, makes me feel like I can't possibly tell you in as pure a language as it was given. You know, in the end, he recognizes that here in the Course of Miracles. He recognizes that it's it's possible. He says you'll have moments of revelation, and they are so intensely personal that should you try, you'll feel like you failed to put them into words. But 
uh, don't be concerned about that because the content of personal revelation you can't possibly share. But what you can share, he says, is the attitudes toward other minds that that revelation gives you. And that's the invitation of Course in Miracles. You know, when my mind is corrected by revelation, by the miracle, by accepting the atonement, by any means of grace, it matters not. What's important about it is how I translate that experience into my attitudes toward other minds. Because it's, you know, Christ is, is, he says, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Second coming of Christ is the reawakening of Christ's awareness in the minds of men, he says. And we're all invited to participate in that so that we can facilitate the coming of the final judgment, the one final judgment that man's mind will make upon himself and upon the world that it all is holy. Christ stands at the end should any of us fail to participate in the way we're called to in that love. We can't get it wrong. We can't get it wrong. But we have massive potential to get it right um, by our attitudes toward our brothers and extending that invitation that we've been given. You know, as I as I share Christ's inability to tolerate lack of love in myself and others, I'll learn to do something different. I'll listen. And I'll do what I'm called to do. You know, what else can I do? except play my part in this great plan. Um, I started reading yesterday. This, well, I've said enough. But um, we're called to something magnificent. And, um, and if I want to invite the holy instant, I don't think there's anything, any more perfect prayer offered than the prayer offered in Lesson 189. And so uh, I'll close today with that. Lesson 189 is I feel the love of God within me now. And it ends with, and so today, we do not choose the way in which we go to him, but we do choose to let him come. And with this choice, we rest. And in our quiet hearts and open minds, his love will blaze its pathway of itself. What has not been denied is surely there, if it, if it be true, and can be surely reached. God knows his son and knows the way to him. He does not need his son to show him how to come find his way. Through every open door, his love shines outward from its home within, within enlightens up the world in innocence. And so, Father, we do not know the way to you, but we have called and you have answered us. We will not interfere. Salvation's ways are not our own, for they belong to you, and it is unto you we look for them. Our hands are open to receive your gifts. We have no thoughts. We think apart from you and cherish no beliefs of what we are or who created us. Yours is the way we would find and follow. And we ask but that your will 
which is our own as well, begun in us and in the world, that it become a part of heaven now. Amen. So, with that holy now, we'll end this recording. And thank you, everyone. Thank you, friend. Thank you, everyone who brings the gifts uh, to share in this beautiful thing we do every day. Sure do love it. And we'll see you tomorrow. We'll end the recording, but um, yeah, we stay on.